This episode is sponsored by Paleo Valley. Paleo Valley's meat sticks have been a lifesaver during this hot summer. Since they're shelf stable, I always have three Paleo Valley meat sticks in my bag at all times. It's also been perfect for my boys' lunch boxes. I love Paleo Valley's grass finished beef sticks and pasture raised turkey sticks because they support US family farmers that focus on regenerative agriculture. These meat sticks are from animals that have never been fed grains, soy, corn, or GMOs and have never been given antibiotics. The spices in these meat sticks are also 100% organic. The sticks come in five different flavors, and my favorite is the original beef stick, and my boys love the teriyaki beef sticks and the original pasture raised turkey stick. Paleo Valley's meat sticks are a perfect snack and, frankly, a great value without skimping on quality. Each stick is about $2 with our discount code, and it comes in a 10 pack bag. Make sure to support this podcast and head over to paleovalley.comslash CATG and use code CATG to get 15% off your first order. Thanks for listening and supporting the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Carnivore Snacks. With only two ingredients, meat and salt, Carnivore Snacks is a clean way to stay healthy on the go with a quick and convenient meal. Perfect for travel, at the office, or even on the couch when you need that meat fix. Unlike other brands, Carnivore Snacks is light, flaky, Crispy. It is not jerky, it's a meat pastry. My personal favorite is the pork, which is light and flaky, perfectly salty. The beef sliders gives a great crunch and a perfect chip replacement. The ribeye is loaded with fat and melts in your mouth. All of their meat is grass finished, sourced from white oak pastures, and regeneratively raised. Support this small business and this podcast. Check out carnivoresnacks.com. And use code Laura East Bath for a 15% discount on your first order. Laura and I are just going to be talking really candid. This is what this podcast is all about. It's one thing to say, I want to eat something else that's not meat. It's a whole other thing to say, you need to eat something else that's not meat. If you notice that you're jumping from diet to diet, at a certain point, you have to wonder the only common Denominator is me. Get outside, go for a walk, get some vitamin D, breathe some fresh air,、uh, and, and stay happy and healthy and, and take care of yourselves. Let's just have some real talk. <laughs> Welcome to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. Welcome back to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. My name is Laura Spath, and I'm joined by my amazing friend and co host, Judy Cho. We are really excited today to really get into talking about liver. There's a new video and a new podcast that Judy has come out with recently that is a little controversial、uh, and has changed her perspective on eating liver and eating or- some organs. We're going to talk a little bit first about our stance before all of this,、uh, and then we'll get into maybe some changes. I haven't watched this video that she is talking about yet, and so it'll make sense to you even if you haven't seen that other video. Yeah, and before we get into this episode,、um, I just want to put out two disclaimers. One, that everything we talk about on this podcast,、um, even if I am a nutritional therapist,、um, it's never medical advice. This is just more educational purposes and just really friends digging into information. And even if we talk a little bit about science, it's never medical advice.、Uh, we don't work with you guys, so we don't know your individual situation. So, 
there is no broad brushed answer for everybody. Um, but I do think that this liver conversation is so important. And so that's why we are bringing it up. Um, the second thing is that uh, this podcast is being recorded before the interview goes live. And so I don't know what all the concerns will be in the community. Maybe I'll do a separate live or something uh, for that. But for now, we are going to cover, I guess, what we think will come out of the interview and the responses of it. And so that's what we'll talk about today. So, you know, Laura, I know you don't really eat organ meats or liver or kidney. So why don't you just share your kind of opinion, your journey with organs um, and the lack of <laughs> on your entire carnivore journey? I mean, it really started as simple as I think that sounds terrible. And I I wish I could say, like, I've at least given it a shot, but I haven't. Like eating a liver or a kidney or a thymus or those things just sounds really terrible to me. And I um, I think if I thought I had to eat those things, I would have gone back to eating bad food and carbs and stuff previously. So that's how it started. And then I know there's so much great information out there. You've shared so much, which I think okay. you're going to get into about the nutritional elements behind it. And there's a long time where I really felt guilty about not eating organs, or I just felt like I should eat them anyway. But again, I just really couldn't bring myself to do it from a taste standpoint. Um, I probably have tried to, you know, justify it. But but then the longer goes, I feel fine. And the longer I feel fine without them, the more I say, well, why do I need it? Like what's missing? If I feel great and I'm perfectly healthy and I'm perfectly happy, why do I need to add something in that sounds terrible to me uh, into my diet? And so I've never really tried because I haven't really had a nutritional need for them. Have you ever considered any of the supplemental um, aspects of organ meat? So you know how there's like supplements, you can buy like dried liver. I mean, do you, have you ever considered getting those? I definitely have thought about it or looked into it, but I mean, to be real honest, they're expensive. And I, I, again, don't see a nutritional need for it. So if somebody's telling me I have to buy an expensive supplement or I have to buy a it prepared a specific way in a chip form or whatever. Like from what I understand, a lot of those things still taste terrible and I don't see a need for it nutritionally. So like, why am I going to spend my money on that? I would rather not buy the supplements and buy more ribeyes than I would to buy those. Sup I guess nobody's really ever sold it to me in a way of this is what you're missing and why you need it. So when I was first carnivore and I was doing all the nutritional graphics before I used them then for carnivore cure. I did stuff. I mean, the first one I ever did was ribeye. And then I realized, oh, ribeye has most of the nutrients. Um, granted, some of them are um, pretty low, but still has most of them. Um, and then I realized as I was doing all the other nutrients that liver definitely has a ton of nutrients. So I became a big fan of it just from a nutritional perspective, even in nutritional therapy school, they Honestly, we're big fans of Weston A. Price and ancestral eating and all of that. And so I, you know, learned that liver is really good for us and that we should be eating nose to tail or all the organs. Um, and I grew up eating bone broth. And I mean, that's kind of nose to tail, but we didn't really eat the organs. I think if anything, we had some oxtail, which again, isn't really organs. But um, and so I try to incorporate it a lot in our lives, because I mean, I studied it, and I saw the math, I saw that there are a ton of nutrients, um, ounce against ounce uh, with muscle meats. And so it made sense to me, why we would, um, I guess, endorse 
uh, liver. And again, if Weston A. Price went around and saw that all these different traditional communities were eating liver and other types of organ meats, um, it just made sense to me ancestrally that all of this stuff. But the thing is, go ahead. There's two things that don't make sense to me with liver, I guess. And the first one, everybody talks about like, that was the carnivore element of it as an animal will dive at the liver first and like the head of pack wolf will eat the liver first, right? Or whatever. Well, what about the rest of the animals or what about the rest of the people in the tribe who aren't eating liver, right? A mammoth or a big ancestral element, that animal has a lot of muscle meat on it and there's only one little liver. So how is people who tell you have to eat liver every day or liver every week, like but then they're claiming for ancestral reasons, like not the whole tribe or the whole pack of wolves or whatever could do it. So that part has never convinced me or made sense to me. And the other thing is, and maybe you could talk about them separately, but the other thing is, I mean, from my understanding, knowing nothing about nutritional elements, the liver is the filter organ. So in a human, the liver is where you get fatty liver, you get, you know, you drink too much and you need a liver transplant and you need like all these things in your life. Like the liver is what filters out all the toxins in your body. So how is it such a healthy thing when it's where you take all your toxins, I guess? Yeah. And that's exactly right. So that these are some of the points I'm going to bring up that has sort of changed my perspective. So honestly, you know, this is probably the kind of don't question authority, raise your hand before speaking. And so in school, when I learned about Weston A. Price, read his book, everything was gold, right? And so as I then looked into the USDA database on nutrition, on foods, uh, again, the liver has so many nutrients. But what ended up happening for me is that one of my clients started bringing up vitamin A toxicity to me. And then another client or several clients started showing up with copper toxicity in their hair and several of them were eating liver. And so that's when I started thinking, okay, I did think it was kind of weird that copper is super high, even in three ounces of beef liver. And so is vitamin A. And so I thought, okay, you know, um, so I, back then I wrote a blog post where I said, maybe it's better or smarter to eat a variety of nutrition because muscle meat unfortunately does not have a ton of magnesium. There's other, I think it's like another B vitamin. I don't remember exactly. And I think a lot of people's logic is, well, just eat the liver and you cover your basis, but even that's not true. And so in that blog post, I argue that you should probably eat some fresh salmon, maybe salmon roe, um, egg yolks, butter, and just eating a variety long-term will be smarter in terms of nutrient profile. And you may not even need to eat liver. Um, If you under eat, maybe it's smarter to eat liver because ounce to ounce, it just has a lot of nutrition. But as I was doing the hair mineral test, I just kept seeing that copper was toxic for some people. Now, there's a lot of minerals that can bind to copper that will make it that it becomes toxic or I guess imbalance would be the right word. Um, what, and so it doesn't. Me, let me ask you a question there. What happens when somebody has like a toxic level of copper in them? Like, how do they know or why does that matter? So in the blog post, I talk about certain um, conditions, like depression is one that can happen. Um, there's like different like um, symptoms that you'll feel if you're um, if you have excess copper in your cells. And so you don't want that. The other thing is copper balances zinc and among many other um, minerals. But if you have low zinc, then you'll probably have 
um, low stomach acid, which then can't break down your foods, and then you'll become nutrient deficient. That's just one example. There's a ton of reasons, but you essentially don't want to be excess in any mineral that you're supposed to have in micro doses. And so copper is one of them that you need it, it's essential, you need it as part of your endocrine system. But if you have too much, or you have even versions of it that you cannot access, it's not ideal. And so that's what started getting me into looking at different organ meats. And so I noticed with beef liver, for example, the one in the book has three ounces, and it's only three ounces, uh, which far many carnivores eat more liver than that in a um, in a week. But just three ounces of copper um, in beef liver is what like 1100% of your daily value. And so for me, it's just I started wondering, you know, well, we argue that if we don't have enough vitamin C, it's okay, because the R- RDAs don't really matter. And so we argue if we're deficient in certain daily values, right? So that makes sense, right? Maybe we don't need as much because sugar is binding to magnesium, and that may affect our vitamin C or, you know, whatever the reasons are. But what about the excess? So these people are also saying you shouldn't have more than this amount. So if we're eating liver at three ounces, and that's 1100% of your daily value, is there any toxicity in that? And so as I was already thinking of that, then I started moving on to chicken liver. And so chicken liver has far less copper. So chicken livers, like three ounces has like maybe 50% of your daily value. And so my thought was, okay, perfect. Chicken liver is the way to go. It still has a lot of nutrient density, doesn't have copper toxicity. um, But I never really fully looked into vitamin A until a few of my clients were like there is a forum of people that have been carnivore and that also have been Weston A price followers um, in terms of the diet. And these people are sick from vitamin A toxicity. And most of them were either eating cod liver oil um, or fermented cod liver oil, which Weston A Price is a big fan of or that, um, that kind of community. And then in the carnivore space, it's the liver. And it doesn't matter if it's chicken liver. So chicken liver, yes, you will kind of be safe with the copper side of it. But the uh, vitamin A still has like 400%, whereas beef has like 550%. So both of them are still really high. So the you're right, though, I see people talking about eating liver, but there's no or how much you need as far as a minimum goes every day. But there's like a mat, there's no maximum. I don't ever hear anybody talking about how much you should, how like maximum amount. And even like you said, three ounces a week is giving you those numbers. But when in reality, I know people, we both know people that are eating that every day or, you know, more than that. Yeah. So when I first was part of the community, I think in general, the kind of uh, standard guidelines is don't eat more than about six ounces of liver a week. Um, I think it might be less than that. Honestly, I think that I think some of the packaged liver foods, though, are making it even more than that, because then there's like the liver chips that several different pl- companies make. And so those you could eat like a whole bag of those, whether or not they're good. I don't know. I've never tried them. But like, you know, you could eat a whole bag of those. And that's like however many ounces of fresh liver. And then people are having bags of those. Yeah, so the person that I did the hair mineral that I'm specifically talking about, um, she was eating the dried beef liver. I, d- I just don't like, you know, calling out <laughs> certain products. But um, those, the p- particular brand she used, um, it's like, c- comes in one ounce bags, but I don't know how much that is in fresh liver. I have no idea. Right. I've never tried it. But so, you know, I, I started doing my own research, because when I thought about 
like this kind of goes back to how I just thought it was gold that potassium is not something you supplemented. And then I realized through all the hair mineral, that's not a true statement. And so this is another one of those. So I in school through Weston A. Price, um, through just like a lot of the logic of liver is nutrient dense, I thought, okay, this is really good for you. And then as I was starting to peel back the layers and doing research, and in this interview, um, this researcher, he basically talks about how vitamin A was the first vitamin ever kind of found. Um, He argues that it's not a true vitamin. We don't really get into that level of his research in the discussion. We talk more about liver. But he just talks about how, like you said, one thing he said that was that really hit home for me is something that you just alluded to. But he basically said, it's funny that all the carnivores, they're super anti eating plants because of the anti nutrients. But then you guys eat the one part of the animal that is the part that filters through all the anti nutrients, which is the animal's liver. And you guys are eating it in like heavier doses, because it's not the plant version, which is actually harder to absorb. So it's actually a good thing in this. But the fact that we're eating the ones that's easily digestible is like far worse for us. And so he I just, just want to say, I feel very vindicated with this because <laughs> that's been my excuse all along is that this is clearly a toxic organ and I shouldn't need to eat it because it's like the filter and I don't want to eat a, you know, you filter your water out and you get all these toxins out of your water. I'm not going to turn around and eat the filter that I pulled all my waters out. So I'll just pretend like I knew all along. (laughs) And that was my reasoning. Not that it just sounds terrible. The more I guess Pandora's box has opened for me, I just, I mean, I told you offline, but there's been several days I can't sleep because I just think of all the like, kids that may be eating liver, and we may actually be kind of poisoning them with vitamin A. And knowing that now, like, it's really hard for me to sleep because I so I wrote to all the parents that have ever asked me for my baby's guide of food and there's liver on there and even cod liver oil that was recommended from Weston A. Price. I removed most of it and I just resent it and I said, I'm sorry, but there are have been changes, especially never touch fermented cod liver oil. Uh, we can get into that separately. But, you know, the thing is that as I've just been doing more research, there is a lot of information on vitamin A toxicity and it's actually scarier than this whole copper thing that I was going down. So one study showed that um, they did some biopsies on liver, and that's the best way to really tell if someone is liver toxic, because that's where most of your vitamin A is stored. And they found that maybe, and this isn't obviously 100% certain, but at least 30% of the population is vitamin A toxic, meaning that their liver is very, very stored with a bunch of vitamin A. And since vitamin A is a fat-soluble vitamin, Um, most of it gets stored. So if you could think of your liver as a place that it stores it, and then it keeps storing it. And then once it overflows, it gets into your bloodstream. And then that's when now it'll show up in your blood work. And you will just start feeling really sick. Um, It could be like what kind of symptoms are you going to feel if you're vitamin A toxic? Yeah, so it shows symptoms of vitamin A deficiency. So it could be um, like skin issues, autoimmune issues, um, eyesight issues, osteoporosis, and I mean, all the fat soluble vitamins work together. So um, you, you know, there are just there's so many schools of thought, there's so many places we can kind of go down these rabbit holes. But essentially, I just really want to put the message out there that most people maybe they can tolerate one ounce of liver a week, I wouldn't even take more than that at this point. 
But the concern is all the other stuff we're taking that has vitamin A with it. And so that's when you can have the toxic buildup. So if you've ever taken Accutane, um, Accutane itself, the medicine is toxic for you. And then it has the vitamin A or the retinol or all the other forms that can become vitamin A. Um, if you are taking any uh, skin creams that have retinol, um, all those different forms, same thing, can become vitamin A in your body. If you grew up eating cereal, every single cereal and even dairy, we are required by law to add enriched synthetic vitamin A to our foods. And then same thing with vitamins. And they're all in the forms that are the most toxic, which are the forms that the animal version is in. So if you're eating like carrots and beta carotene, it's actually better because your body won't really absorb it. So in this sense, Mm. it's actually a good thing. So you'll probably just poop it out. You're not getting much of the vitamin A. But if you're eating liver every day, it can become toxic really quickly. I feel your passion from this, right? And I feel your, I just, in you talking about it right now, I really feel your emotion behind this. Mm -hmm. And I know just from talking to you on the side, like how much this interview itself has, you know, changed your perspective and just kind of like you're reaching out to parents that you've talked to previously. Like there's a sense of responsibility that you're feeling right right now that I know is pretty tremendous. And I think that's kind of the fear you know, this this could explain why people who are being strict carnivore, who are, think they're doing everything they can, they're adding the liver and they have autoimmune issues and yet things are still getting worse. Right. And they don't know what to do about it. And they're doing everything right. And they're following all the guidelines and they're, maybe I need more liver. And then in some ways yeah. it's getting worse. And so I, I feel that from you, which is why we wanted to do this episode to just talk about the reaction, because now we can see kind of more behind the scenes of like what your thoughts are um, as a reaction to that. But I, I think it does explain maybe why some people aren't getting better. I thought it was only gut health, but I really think it's because we might be overdoing some nutrients. And if we believe that everything is in moderation, I mean, we can overdo liver. And so I asked the guy, his name is Grant Genero. So he is doing everything for free too. So he has three eBooks, he has forums, he has a good business or his job on the side. But he is doing this because he was so sick. He had liver disease and all of this stuff. And he realized all these things. And it's and I'll let his own interview kind of tell his story and like how he kind of found all of this. But, you know, I shared a little bit on my stories the other day. And then a few people had a bad reaction to my story about possibly never eating liver. Oh, like, how can you be so swayed by this one story? But I mean, I hope people don't think I'm that foolish, right? So obviously, I went through the studies and I, it's it's real. Vitamin A toxicity is a real thing. Now, does everyone get it? Um, a lot of the studies show it in heavy doses. But the fact that, like, this is where I get emotional about it. But I imagine, like, little kids at six months eating beef, beef liver. And then I think about, oh, man, like, we can be possibly poisoning them. And that, I was like, I got to tell people. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, I just think that, and, you know, I know it's a, and the thing is, the way that the vitamin A toxicity gets higher and lower is, it's, it can be really strong when you're a child, and then it kind of 
Um, maybe because your body gets stronger in the 20s and 30s, it's not as bad. And then as you get older, it gets really worse. So if you've been vitamin A toxic because of all the dairy you're eating, um, and then even and honestly, it's worse if you're eating grass fed meats, because all the fat can turn into this vitamin A. So if you're eating the conventional ones, it's actually better for you because they're not eating the plants that they're getting all this vitamin A from. It's combining though the cereals as a kid, most women use some sort of retinol product. It's uh, the meats that we're eating now. Everybody's trying to do the right thing. They're having the grass finished meat. They're having, I would also say too, the people who are more likely to be eating an excess amount of liver are also the ones that are eating grass finished meat entirely, right? Exactly. People who are my, like myself, who eat only conventional meat and are less concerned about the grass-finished portion, also are the ones who kind of don't really care about the organ meat. So it's kind of combining all of those things into this toxic element. Yeah, and if you're not getting well, what I really want to share is not fear mongering or like he, like hear some contention in the the community. Like I, I struggled with this and. I think what's right is to share it and it may only impact a small portion of us, but it still impacts some of us. And I think what's ideal is if you at least are aware of this and then you start feeling bad or carnivore is not making you feel well and you're incorporating organ meats, I think it's time to cut the organ meats. I really do. And and then on top of that, if you're eating grass fed and a lot of the fats and then you're eating dairy on top of that, that's and then like butter and eggs, all of them are high in vitamin A. It's just liver is exponentially high. And so the easiest thing to do is cut the um, liver and then get the nutrients in other foods. And I just felt that if any of our community gets impacted, it's something that I think is right to share. Um, you know, people can still eat liver, but at least I've done my part ethically that I can say, I don't think we should be eating liver. Um, I think if you're super nutrient deficient, maybe. But I think other than that, you should eat a variety, get your minerals from like sh um, shellfish, if you can tolerate it or oysters and get the copper from there. You don't need to get it from your um, from liver. You can get zinc from meats and other foods and you can get all the other things that are in organs. You can get it in your meats. So do you think somebody like myself, I'm not that concerned about my copper toxicity or my vitamin A toxicity just because that's not those are not the foods I eat and I feel fine. So I'm not going to go out and get some tests because I'm feel fine at this point. If I was somebody who was eating liver two or three times a week um, and felt fine, do you think it's important to cut back on that? Or do you think it's important to get tested at this point? So based on our interview, um, it's like, you know how I was saying like your liver will basically quickly absorb the vitamin A right. from the blood and it'll store it. And so basically until your storage is full or your liver is toxic, it won't bleed it out. I think everyone should eat less liver. I really do. After the studies I've read and there are, um, he says it, there's like close to a thousand studies on vitamin A. So that's just something to consider. And then in terms of testing, he basically says that... Uh, the only real way to get tested for vitamin A, because we just talked about how it's so toxic that the blood will try to kind of clear itself is really through a biopsy. And obviously, you don't want to be doing stuff like that. So 
that's where it gets kind of tricky. But one, if you're not feeling well, and you're eating organ meats, I would cut it, right? So that's like an easy one. Um, if you've ever used all of the stuff we just talked about, whether it's the Accutane, the retinol foods, if you grew up eating a bunch of fortified cereals and uh, dairy, like that's another reason you may want to cut it. Um, if your family has liver disease, um, that's another way that you want to cut it. Another organ is also kidneys. So kidneys is another organ that has the same issue. It's they also filter through the vitamin A. So it's another organ that yes, it's one of the most nutrient dense, but you ideally don't really want to be eating a ton of it. You know, we'll go to the ancestral eating right now. Um, you know, you talked about how it didn't make sense logically. And I, I think the same, right? So one, um, I don't even argue ancestral, right? I don't even touch ancestral stuff in right. my book in Carnivore Cure, because you can make a great argument about just 100 years ago of what people were eating that I don't need to talk about what ancestral people ate eons ago. Like, I don't care. And I don't know. And, and so all I care struggle with, like, from a faith perspective, like, right. what are even is that at like, and so it's, it's not for us, it's not even worth getting into you can talk about right. the awesome benefits of meat and the nutrients that muscle, you know, red meat contains without having to think about what that was. Right. And we could just talk simply a 100 years ago where there was less heart disease, what our parents ate and our grandparents or great grandparents ate. They didn't eat box cereals. Right. So it's like these little things that you can just argue without talking about ancestral stuff. And then like just like you alluded to, I mean, organs, um, I guess, animals, you know, only a certain amount of people got the liver, and then they maybe were lucky to get an animal once a month, once every few weeks. And so if you think about it, liver was very few and far between. And if you know that, then the ancestral, ancestral argument kind of doesn't really make sense. And I always thought that I just never wanted to touch it. Because it's like, if people want to believe that or put that as the argument, so be it. I'm not going to um, argue that against you. But if you really think about it, we don't live ancestrally, right? So yes, we should eat ancestrally, but only first of all, a select few got the organ. And then if that, um, and if they even got it maybe once a month or once every who knows when. But then on top of that, you know, we're surrounded by excess estrogen, so much stress, we have social media, we have uh, 5G, Wi-Fi, toxins, plastic, um, microwave foods and microwaves, like None of that is ancestral, right? So I hate the argument that we pick and choose what we want to say is ancestral. But then we're watching people on social media saying, yeah, we need to live ancestrally. Like, where is the logic in that, right? On so, my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think there's also this element of, like you said, it's think about what your grandparents ate. And like, you know, think that's where it's get back to the whole foods. Like, and we've always said, if you want to eat carbs, like eat something, whatever, but like nobody needs these processed foods. And I'd rather somebody eats like some sort of like whole food, single ingredient item or single no recipe versus something that's like a highly processed keto treat or super tons of super ingredients and the seed oils. And, you know, that's the stuff that didn't exist a hundred years ago. And we didn't have right. this level of obesity and health issues and disease and all that. Yeah. And our ancestors weren't using Accutane. They weren't adding fortified vitamin A to their cereals and their dairy. And they weren't eating or using all this retinol rich products. So it's not fair to use one argument and then not use everything else. And I've always thought this, I just never said anything. 
I mean, if you really are endorsing like an ancestral way, and for me, that's just my great grandma, okay, but if you really say ancestral, like advocate for people to get offline, and go outside, like we said on our podcast, um, have people listen to podcasts, maybe just um, don't use your Bluetooth, but use like headphones, and just listen to a podcast, but be outside, you know, get off your phones, if anything, and then enjoy family, um, stop stressing, and then stop overly trying to um, perfect your diet and lifestyle. Because the thing is, and I always say this, like, you could try to eat the most perfect foods, the highest quality meats, and then you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Like you just don't know. And then I just think it's, it's just this very, very um, extreme thinking. And I just think it's not really beneficial. And I think this is a perfect example of how we got here. Like, why did we think that we should be eating liver every day, and that we should be eating multiple ounces, maybe, you know, I've heard people in this space say 12 to 24 ounces is safe. I really don't think it is. You know, I brought up the fact that in the um, in a study, they showed that 30% of these people had um, vitamin A toxicity, but these people were not eating and shoveling down vitamin A so or liver. So I wonder how many carnivores are vitamin A toxic because we're eating so much liver. And the grass finished and the excess fat combined with yeah. all the... I mean, I do think some people are eating dairy, which is probably fortified as well. Yeah, so it's it's not the raw dairy that's fortified. It's the pro- it's all the process, which is basically all the cheese, milk that you'll get at the stores. They're all mandated to have fortified vitamin A. So, and then I'm guilty of this too. Like, um, so that's what I want to make clear is like I am not pointing fingers at everyone that's selling liver products. I have told sold supplements that have vitamin A in it. Granted, they're at a smaller dose, but still, like I and I have been a big advocate for chicken liver pate. I learned in the um, interview. And then I read it in the study, I found the study that he's talking specifically about. But if you eat liver with fat, it just makes it more absorbable. And so in your intestine, then the vitamin A will get even more absorbed. And I was just like, great. So I have all these families making chicken liver pate, which is like the worst thing you can do. And so I just think it's right to bring this up, because it can be toxic, you're not going to get poisoned overnight. But if you've already been kind of poisoned, it may just be something that you can remove and you may actually feel better. I, I think this is the right thing to do is share. Now you can still eat your liver, but I just need this selfishly off my shoulders of like, hey, like I am no longer advocating for liver and vitamin A. And, um, you know, I brought up cod liver, but this isn't talked about also in West Indian Price. And I've been a big fan of theirs. But um, there are people that have died from their board of directors from using fermented cod liver oil. There are studies where people have uh, researched the cod liver oil that they recommend. I don't even know what the brand is. They've shown that it's been cut with seed oils. And there are people, even naturopathic doctors and other people that are on the board of directors that have died from some odd cancer in their 50s. And so I was just like, great. So cod liver oil is extremely high in vitamin A. Now, I don't think they died just because of the vitamin A. I think it was also like dousing themselves with this toxic oil that isn't really cod liver oil. Um, this whole thing for me has been a journey where I just realized I can't even, whether it's from school, whether it's the Weston A. Price Foundation, whether it's all these groups and people we revere, we can't just trust everything as solid gold. And we have to do the research. And I thought the research was enough to do the USDA nutrient database and see, oh my gosh, there's all this nutrition but I've, I should have also taken a closer look at the level of copper, at the level of vitamin A. It's there. It's in the book. And I just, it was so easy for me to close my eyes to it. And 
now I see it. And now I see and the logic, like you said, about the liver being your toxic organ. It's so funny, because people that eat grass fed, they're like, you shouldn't eat the fat. That's where they store the toxins, right? Right. Liver is the most, um, that's where your main place of toxic storage is. And it's funny, because that part is not talked about. And I think that's the unfortunate thing where people are pushing agendas or ideologies. It's like, share the whole story and then share whatever supplement, whatever food, whatever oil you want to share. I mean, so I've gone through a weekend of removing every single supplement that has vitamin A in it. I have removed, um, I plan on the second version of carnivore cure to remove or at least have a warning or something about vitamin A. And if you're going to eat liver, um, I, I just think that if I know that even 30% of the people can get harm from this, then I'm willing to remove it because I just think that it's, you know, if you know that some people can get hurt, then isn't it smarter to maybe be more cautious with it? I think you, first of all, I think I agree with you. I think it is more than 30% of people in the carnivore world. And I think that's 30% of all people. But I think there's way more than 30% of actual carnivores eating liver in excess. And I also think that they're eating, there's probably around that amount that are eating exclusively grass finished. Um, but I do think that you also have to take this moment and I think that's why we're doing this, but you have to release that guilt from you because right now that's why you're not sleeping. And that's what the stress of like you feeling like you've given this information because you have to be able to forgive yourself and have this moment of like, you don't know what you don't know. And I think that you have shared previously the science and the information and the facts and the data that you've known. And that was accurate and it's all valid information, but now you've learned more and you've been awakened to this element and you've had this huge information that's been revealed and everything's clicked and you've done the research and now you're sharing this information as well uh, and going through and doing everything you can to spread that message. But you have to be able to kind of take that burden off of yourself a little bit. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, I thought about how if people were to say, well, Judy's changing her story. Well, she must not know what she talks about, right? And I, I truly do research, but I will say with the organs and stuff I just bought into, well, you know, all the, my school right. and Weston A. Price, they believe it. And then I did my own nutrient profiles on them and it's true, but, um, but there's other toxicities. And I just, I, where I am really surprised, honestly, is that there's a ton of researchers in the carnivore space and for all the research they've done, like, how could they have missed this? Because there are people that are getting sick. There are at least a thousand people in his forum specifically. But ever since going down the rabbit hole, there's a doctor that's his primary thing is to get people um, free from being vitamin A toxic. They go as far as saying that almost all autoimmune disease, even diabetes and certain things can be exacerbated because of vitamin A toxicity. And so I haven't gone into that research, but all I knew, knew is my big takeaway is I need to tell my community at least that, hey, I'm not the biggest fan of liver anymore. There should be a place maybe in terms of nutrients that you can get a lot of good nutrients from it, but then you can also get a lot of harm. And so I just think that the right thing to do is to share and then people can figure out what they want to do with the information. You know, there are a lot of people that were sick and they said their thyroid got messed up, but they also eat a ton of grass fed meats and um, just beef liver. And now they're eating carbs and say that that's the answer. But it, I, I think it's honestly a band aid, and I would beg them to actually stop eating liver. But and maybe a lot of them are 
yeah, a lot of them are eating less of the grass-fed meat and a lot of them are eating less of the liver because they're not eating it multiple times a week anymore because they're they're replacing it with a lot of the carb stuff. And so is it the addition of the carbs that's helping or is it the subtraction of the toxic vitamin A sources that they were getting that's, that's fixing things? So the fat on cows are not super rich in vitamin A. It's just there are though more vitamin A in the fats from grass-fed cows than like, um, I guess, the kind of conventional cows. And they too will have a little bit of vitamin A because basically the cows are getting it from the food they eat and they normally eat grass and grains and all of that. And they're all fortified with vitamin A. So they will have some, but it's just more in grass-fed cows. And it's fine if you eat just grass-fed cows and the fat, but just don't eat the liver with it. And that's where it becomes really toxic. And then on top of that, if you're eating lots of butter and eggs, like butter's like middle level of um, vitamin A. And then, um, yeah, and then like eggs kind of are lower, but you know, it's just kind of like the accumulation of everything that can be- It's not about cutting it out from all sources. Like you said, it's just not having too much of it for sure. Yeah, and the easiest one to cut is liver because it's again, three ounces has over 600% of your daily value. And you just have to wonder if you're getting- all this other stuff, or if you have liver damage, then you can just be doing more harm to yourself than good. And so I would just recommend people to go read his ebooks. There's a wide group of people that actually follow this whole vitamin A toxicity so people can look into it. Um, So for you, Laura, like, you know, what, what would you say that is a takeaway? Because I'm like emotional right now. But I mean, what would you say is like the takeaway for people from this? I mean, I think the takeaways I was right all along. And that it sounds nasty and you shouldn't eat it. That sounds like a good takeaway to me. Um, for me, it's I gonna continue to do what I'm doing. And I think it's I I think it really boils down to like, why did you add it in the first place? Was it because you were told to, or did you feel a nutritional deficiency too? And that kind of circles back to my whole message of like, why are we looking for problems that aren't there? And like eat the food that you enjoy and eat the meat that you like eat the meat that's affordable to you, eat the meat that sounds good. And then after that, then look at what deficiencies are you having, but like why proactively do a bunch of those things that in a sense now we're finding out might be causing you issues. Right. Um, I hope that you guys have grace for us. I mean, you know, as influencers, we are human. We will follow science. We will change as things evolve. And this was hard for me because I felt like in essence, if I'm telling people to eat liver in a liver pate form, it's like the most bioavailable form to get the vitamin A. So it's just so bad. But I think it's important to evolve. And as science, you find new science that you share. And it's not that, oh, you know, she always changes her mind. But I think it's really important to just be honest. And, you know, the thing is, almost everybody that's a carnivore influencer has been a vegan at one point or vegetarian. And so you have to know that even everybody you follow, they may change their story one day. And that's where I would always recommend to people to, while you follow people, don't trust it like it's the law or it's the final, the final word, because everyone is a human and we are all flawed. We will all get sold by a story and then the the backing to it with the science. But yeah, I just think that it's smarter to always watch everything with news, with data, with everything to just have a little bit of a skeptical eye. I know a lot of people say that their parents used to eat liver and that's fine. But 
how often did they really eat the liver, right? And then, and our parents' generation, they are dying earlier, they're getting sicker faster. So we have to look at like two, three generations ago. And they didn't have all the fortified stuff. They didn't have the retinol. They didn't have like a lot of these other things, the, you know, that are combined with that as well. Yeah. And then the other thing, I don't know if we talked about it in the actual interview, but I, I wouldn't follow the current Weston A. Price's Foundation's recommendations with all dietary stuff, because from what I understand, it's not to the T of what he recommended. So for example, um, in all the writings that uh, Weston A. Price ever did, he never brought up that you should take fermented cod liver oil, but now that organization is pushing it. So that's one that, you know, again, you have to do your due diligence and we should always question. I think, yeah, I, I don't know. So for you as Judy, the human, Judy, the mom, Judy, the carnivore, like you found all this out, right? As Judy, the nutritional therapist, like what are you doing though in your personal life? You've changed. We've talked about what you're doing for your clients and your people that you've recommended things to, but what have you changed in your, the way that you eat, the way that your family now eats because of this information? So this is pretty new, but um, I told my kids I will never be feeding them liver. And uh, Caleb was so happy. Um, Aiden loves liver, (laughs) so he was kind of sad. But I said, you know, maybe once a year, once every, but I just, it's the unknown that we just don't know. And that's the part of it where I just feel like my kids eat the fortified dairy, right? So we get cheese. If we ever go to fast food restaurant, all of those cheeses have vitamin A in it. And so they're already getting their load. They eat lots of butter, they eat um, eggs. And so knowing all of that, they're probably hitting the recommended daily value every single day. And so to add on top of that, and just taking that risk is not worth it for me anymore. I mean, my parents in Korea, they never eat liver, and they're fine. And so that's why when my mom's like, I cannot do liver, I never pushed it. And that's why I've always been someone where I say it is nutrient dense. But if you don't want to eat it, it's not a big deal, just eat a variety, that type of stuff. So we have a bunch of liver pills, Um, I threw them away, because I don't think you should be eating them. I honestly don't. Um, And you're done eating any kind of liver as well for yeah. yourself? Yeah, so I was eating, I didn't even do the research on cod liver itself. But um, I eat a lot of cod liver because that's how I would get my liver in and I won't eat it anymore. So I threw away all of the cans we have. And I know people can say I'm extreme, but it's just why risk when you know, it's a fact that people can get toxic. And I just think I care more that my kids will not get sick because of something that can possibly be good for them and just eat the muscle meats and the chicken and the pork from the grocery stores and, you know, try to eat grass fed when I can and pasture. I still think those are really good. But I know now that they won't get copper toxic or vitamin A toxic because they're not eating all the other organ meats that have it. And kidneys and livers are the ones that you need to kind of stay away from because they both are the ones that store the vitamin A and they... Um, they will just have the toxic amount. So if if you're worried about not getting the nutrients in liver, like if you're somebody who was eating liver or forcing yourself to eat liver or you're odd and you like to liver because, and you wanted to eat it because of the nutritional value and you're worried about missing out on that, what should you be eating as a replacement for that? Yeah. So it depends on the mineral or the vitamin that you're specifically talking about. I mean, we just talked about vitamin A. It's super rich in liver, but you don't need liver to be full of it. I mean, it's everywhere in our, like, it's everywhere. So it could be in our creams without even knowing it. Um, and so 
that one you don't have to worry about. But all the other ones, um, that's why I did the blog post. So if you look at that blog post, I talked about maybe you could get some oysters, some fresh salmon, maybe some um, salmon roe, and even salmon roe, it's just a heavy dose of salmon. So if you don't want to eat all of that salmon roe for the omega threes, then just get it from salmon. But if you get some even eggs and um, just eat a variety, like eating, eating a variety will kind of ensure that you get all the vitamin minerals that are in a meat based diet. In the blog post, I talk specifically about how certain nutrient profiles are lower if you just eat the cow. So I remember like B1 is one of them, thiamine, uh, magnesium is another, but there was like six of them. I can't remember off the top of my head. So that blog post is a great one to kind of look at and it kind of explains all the different nutrient profiles. You can always go into Carnivore Cure and there are, there's like tables in the very back that list all the different meats and then like what nutrient profiles they're rich in. And then you have the kind of diagrams that are more commonly known that you can look at, okay, I need some vitamin E, where do I get it? Or I need some folate, where can I get it? Um, I just think the risk now much outweighs the reward at this point. And so I'm taking a different stance. And um, I'm even cautious with, again, like the, some of the stuff that the Weston A. Price community brings out. And I know that's such a shock, but um, there's there's some scary stuff that I've seen. Um, and there's like research on it. So I'm trying to get some of those people to kind of come on my channel and speak about it because Weston A. Price is very family oriented and feeding young kids these foods of like fermented cod liver oil, liver and all of this. And I wonder how many kids are getting sick. Really, the takeaway for everybody listening is if you are eating liver and you're just not feeling well, for sure, take it out. Um, if you do like liver and you feel that you kind of don't want to remove it, um, I'd really limit it to maybe one ounce a week, if that. Um, but I wouldn't even say that because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe you do one, two ounces a month. I just don't know. I don't think you should take any of those supplemental versions. I'm sorry. I know people are going to hate me for saying that. I just don't think the risk is worth it anymore. I really don't. Um, I also would recommend if you haven't watched the interview, it's um, very eye-opening. If anything, look at the show notes. I share a bunch of the studies. And within one of the studies, there's like a 100 other studies within that study. And it's really scary. Like they were mega dosing vitamin A on some pigs. And then within two weeks, some of those pigs died like super scary stuff. And granted, they can argue, well, that's really high heavy dosing. But you have to remember, vitamin A gets stored. So we can eventually dose us that way by just eating liver every week. And so it's these scary things that you know, it's just, it's not worth risking, at, at least at least in my practice, like, I don't think it's worth risking. So I have clients that can't can only eat certain meats and it's because they're ill and that is different right so I never want someone that listens to this to be like well I only eat beef because that's all I can tolerate and now this sucks because I'm nutrient deficient I don't think you should think that you're healing by using this like therapeutic meat so continue that but I think if you were to try to stay carnivore long term you should incorporate other meats just to um, kind of hedge your bets I mean you know I know there are people that only eat steak and they're fine but um, I think it'll be smarter to just get some more magnesium, some more thiamine in your body, um, but with a little bit less vitamin A. Well, I appreciate that. And I know that this was something that has been weighing on you since this interview and something that you are a little nervous about sharing for the reaction. Yeah. And I get that. And we can feel that through you. And um, people are going to have to take it what they will and and kind of do the research on their own, figure out where they stand on it. This isn't saying anybody else has to change, but you've, like you said, you've put the warning out there. You've done everything you can do to warn people about it, to make sure that another side is heard. 
And I think more than anything, you know, I just want to repeat again, if you are fine and you are not overloading those things, then don't worry about it. Like, don't go looking for those things. Cut back if you are. Um, like you said, it can build up in your system. And if you are sick, if things are are not going well for you and you are trying to do everything right and you're having a lot of organs, like this hopefully is a light bulb moment to say, wow, maybe I need to cut those out. Maybe I need to stop supplementing all of that. Maybe I need to take it out and see what happens and how you can feel. Um, and if some of your symptoms and autoimmune issues and your health issues and the way that you're feeling can be improved by cutting out that liver and that excess vitamin A. One thing he brought up in the um, interview, which I forgot to mention is, so people that have, um, that eat a lot of organ meats, their LDL will be much higher than like the average carnivore that doesn't eat LDL, which obviously everyone in general goes up on carnivores. So that's another indicator. I had a client that her LDL was like in the thousands and I, um, I actually messaged her and I said, Hey, I think what might've been the reason is you're eating liver, but We'll see if she stops, but I know she eats liver at least one to two times a week. Um, LDL is like above 250, 300 and you're eating liver. Um, I would cut it out for just three to four months and then get your LDL tested again. And if it drops, then there you go. Well, that's a good way of doing it. You know, if you are concerned and you don't want to go get a biopsy, which is not a realistic test for people. Yeah, so no one should do that. <laughs> agree. That's it. But that's a good um, if somebody is concerned. Yeah, you have to always remember that our blood was always just going to try to be in homeostasis because that's the way we survive. It's just a carrier method. And so our blood will always look good. And when it's not looking good, that's when real illness is imminent. But otherwise, we can still be, you know, slowly becoming um, osteopenia, osteoporosis, but our calcium in our blood will look good. But you know, it's just the blood is not a great way to measure if your vitamin A good, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think it's prudent to be safe. And in this case, I think uh, limiting your liver and kidneys will be very smart. Well, I appreciate your insight on this and your thoughts and the, the work that you put into it. So thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. Thanks guys for listening to this episode of Cutting Against the Grain podcast. We appreciate you sharing. Leave us a review on Apple podcast and continue to share this message. Tag us so that we can spread the word to more carnivores. And don't forget to cut against the grain. Thanks for tuning in to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share and leave us a review and leave any comments and questions on Apple podcasts. We will read and answer your questions and comments on an upcoming podcast episode. This also helps us to share our real talk with more community members. You can also find me on my other podcast, Nutrition with Judy, on all podcast channels. You can also follow my content on Nutrition with Judy's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find Carnivore Cure in paperback, ebook, and audio on Amazon. I also have a blog post and weekly newsletter with nutrition and wellness updates you can sign up at nutritionwithjudy.com. You can find Laura on Instagram at Laura East Bath. You can follow along on her daily stories and see some of her funny skits. You can also find Laura on her YouTube channel where she shares tips on living a meat-based lifestyle. If you're wondering how much meat to eat in a day, week, or month, Laura has you covered. She also shares how to make a perfect sear on a steak and how extended fasting looks like in real life. You can find her YouTube channel by searching Laura's Bath. Thanks again for listening to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. And remember, make sure to cut against the grain. <laughs> <laughs>